Hi guys, it's us again, uh, Jack and Marcel. We are here with another episode of the BC Podcast. Our guest today is Lea. She's a photographer for fashion and portraits, traveling between Auckland and Berlin, which sounds super amazing to me. Yeah, just introduce <laughs> yourself to our audience and yeah, please ignore my envinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm Lea. Uh, I'm a fashion and portrait photographer, like you said. Currently, um, like you also already said, working between New Zealand and Berlin. Um, mostly I take the summer in New Zealand and then the rest of the year here. <laughs> <laughs> no, which doesn't make me very likable to other people. Um, yeah, I've been uh, working as a photographer for almost three years now. I have a marketing background mm -hmm. um, and was working for big festival companies before in Berlin. They do like... Lollapalooza and Melt Festival oh. and they kind of got me started with the whole photography thing because I got to shoot the festivals for them and uh -huh. that was a point where I was like oh cool like I can actually make that work and do that <laughs> as a job like that yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. to be um, working and yeah ever since then I've been working on expanding gravitating way more towards the fashion and portrait side mm -hmm. of things but I've been doing all kinds of photography and just now kind of narrowing it down. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, because there are not that much festivals right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And also it's yeah. really hard work. It's so crazy exhausting to be running around I the whole imagine. day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then all the people around you. It's super fun, but it's it's just crazy Yeah, but for, for that you're on the festival and you can yeah. combine like fun and work. So I think it's a lot of work, but it sounds mm -hmm. amazing to me. It's uh, mostly work. And then at the end of the day, you meet your friends and they're like, yeah, let's party. And you're like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Let's go through all the photos and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah that was sad and then this year i thought would be the first year for me to do actual festivals myself again and then yeah uh, something we know what happens. Happens. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation for mm -hmm. many of us yeah. Yeah, yeah i think for all of us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, how did you move to berlin and what brought you to berlin uh, i moved here 10 years ago um, i'm from the north of germany close to hamburg okay. um, small town no one knows um, and i came here to study i studied media management and that's how I kind of got into the marketing uh, kind of things. And yeah, I have stayed here ever since. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I'm kind of lucky because my family moved to New Zealand six years ago. Um, so I have my second home base there now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also expanded a part of my work there. Um, so and you also do then landscape stuff when you are in New Zealand because it's like the best thing ever you can do there. So yeah. I do. Um, I do a lot of analog landscape stuff there mm -hmm. because I don't know how it's for you guys. I feel when I started doing photography professionally, I kind of lost the interest in doing it personally. Um, mm -hmm. I really like. I don't know. I just really lost the fun in it. So I picked up like a small analog camera, and that I always use for like landscape. It doesn't really do a great job i think for big like landscape scenery um but it just takes all the pressure out mm -hmm. of it and then mm -hmm. i could finally enjoy um, awesome yeah, but it's 120 again. millimeters so it's middle format you're shooting or also 35 um, millimeter so professionally one 120 uh -huh. uh, i just started that this year and then the other one is just one of those small olympus uh, 35 millimeters because yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, i bought a mamiya um rz67 and that yeah. one is just way too bulky and heavy yeah, i really yeah. want to bring it and try some like uh, cool sheep photography <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah it's not really it doesn't travel well um, okay yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you share your work somewhere of your uh, from your travel or landscape, or is it just for your personal interest? I have a really small second Instagram. I think I have like. 14 followers because one time I was like hey shout out I also do analogs uh, whoops <laughs> um, so it's not it's more for me and then my mom keeps telling me you should do a book like do something with it but actually for me it's just it's just enjoyable to do it get the photos back have like mm-hmm. this really cool moment of seeing everything send a few to your friends um, that were involved and that's that's all good like yeah <laughs> What's your favorite place in New Zealand or where do you spend most of the time when you are there? Uh, so far on the North Island because mm-hmm. my family moved to Auckland mm-hmm. um, and everyone keeps going on about how the South Island is so mm-hmm. much nicer. So <laughs> I have to, I have only been once and I really want to go again. Um, and for next year I'm going again in, from January to April. I am mm-hmm. thinking about working on a farm for a month just cool. to like get off the screen and not see a computer for some time and be mm. outside and mm-hmm. um, that I'm looking at on the South Island so hopefully I can it yeah. sounds great yeah <laughs> sounds so see much a bit fun more there. <laughs> yeah and then like work with sheep and I see myself just going around on a quad bike like herding them yeah let's see about that <laughs> it's it's a vision for now great mm-hmm. and what is it like to be a fashion an editorial photographer Uh, really hard <laughs> um, really exciting I mean um, I think it depends on how you look at it because uh, being a freelance photographer I think is very challenging as itself because mm-hmm. you like constantly have to keep motivating yourself um, yeah. keep like because there's no one else to tell you like do your shit you have to do your stuff by yourself sure, sure. Um, so I think it's mostly very challenging and then when it works out super rewarding and I really like with the fashion component that you get to work with bigger teams and you mm-hmm. have so many people be part of like the final thing and that is what I really enjoy about it and that's what it's like really hard and a ton of work and then super rewarding and awesome and then it all starts over sure, again sure yeah. sure because we had a once like a very interesting chat here uh with another guest where he mentioned uh being a freelancer is a very boring uh job that you have to constantly mm-hmm. motivate yourself mm-hmm. so yeah we completely understand and mm-hmm. uh, so what are the things that you do uh, in general in, in regular times like to keep your vibes high Not go. <laughs> exactly. That is one thing, like to keep the vibes photography wise uh, high. Yeah. Um, what I don't do is go to social media that much anymore because I figured, uh, I mean, many people figured that out uh, yeah. for themselves, but it's really such a big downer for me. It doesn't motivate me. It doesn't make me creative. It just puts me down and I can really feel it after a week of scrolling again. <laughs> that nothing is working out so um what keeps me going is staying off that mm-hmm. um and then just i don't know that sounds cheesy but having the goal in mind and having a few people that i aspire to like where i'm like okay i want to get to that point and yeah. um i can see that it took them like eight years or 10 years or 30 years to get there so putting in the work putting in the time and then sure. making yourself go but um i think is hard and then having people around you because i really feel like if you spend a week at home editing photos or whatever after the week you're like okay i'm done yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i can just lie down now for a year and not do anything anymore 
um, yeah, I don't know how it's for you, but I usually work better if I have people around, even if they do something completely different, mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. have someone where I can see, oh, cool, they're working, I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it depends. Sometimes I feel I can get more creative when I'm alone, but mm -hmm. sometimes I also enjoy working with other people and then like more ideas coming in, mm -hmm. more more angles and stuff. And then sometimes I think it's better. For me, it really depends what I'm shooting. When it's architecture, I'm, I love to be alone mm -hmm. because then I can really focus on the building and all the stuff on the camera. But when it's like portraits or stuff or like products, I always love to have somebody around who yeah. says, me, hey, maybe you can write that angle as well. Or did mm -hmm. you see that? And this can also help a lot. Yeah. What also helps for me is just to kick it off when mm -hmm. I'm not even that ready yet. So, for example, I will just get in contact with an agency, be like, okay, can I do a couple of tests mm -hmm. next week? I don't have anything planned. There is mm -hmm. no studio. And then make myself just... Forcing go. yourself yeah, in exactly. the situation. Yeah, exactly. Forcing yeah. myself in the situation. And then it just flows from there. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that, that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah for me like when i'm shooting like it's i love shooting with people but it's when it's more than three or four people then i lost uh lose my it focus gets more talking mm -hmm. than exactly. shooting right <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. so but uh, i also like to do like my own walks around and mm -hmm. because i start to see with my photography eye mm -hmm. than uh walking regularly in the street mm. uh and even this minor details then becomes very precious yeah, uh, during the so nice. moments so yeah like i love those moments and during editing I'm kind of almost uh, locking myself in. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone for the next exactly, five hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 But my editing style really depends on the mood I have mm -hmm. and my colors come in the way, uh, depending on my mood and the day I have. Uh, if it's in the morning, then I'm probably uh, going for a very wide and uh, bright colors. Mm -hmm. If it is an evening based on the mood, then I go <laughs> colorful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So okay. no matter which time I edit, I always check the edited photos in the morning fresh uh, first thing so yeah, that I, I get idea. to see it in a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. Do you also sleep one night over your edits? Because I do that as well. And I think it helps a lot to your edit mm -hmm. and take a sleep and look on the photos again. I do. I really, I really don't like editing. I think it's, <laughs> I don't know. I always get to a point where I completely over edit. Then I can't see anymore how it should look. And yeah. I edit for, I'll, I'll take one photo, edit like an entire day on it. Then look at the original. I'm like, oh shit, that what actually happened? looked better. <laughs> like, what have I done? Um, so now I've been trying to keep it super minimal because I feel like it's not really... Mm -hmm. my thing I just don't enjoy it as much um, and I've uh, really figured that if you shoot analog you don't have to edit yeah, as much same. <laughs> because for me I really like to shoot portraits but I hate to edit them yeah, because exactly. always the skin retouching yeah, and all yeah, of the yeah. stuff yeah. is just so much work and for analog you just take the picture and it looks amazing yeah. the grain makes everything look good and and yeah I can feel you <laughs> <I'm a big> <laughs> <fan>. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um yeah but usually I try to look at it the next day because I also feel like after hours and hours then I always I don't know if you have like this flux thing on your computer where it like dims yeah, the brightness yeah. of mm -hmm. the screen and I always forget to turn it off and then the next day I'm like oh <laughs> dang that was not how it was supposed to look like yeah so I think checking back always makes sense also with the selection I do the mm -hmm. selection at one day then go back the next day and mm. see if I still like the same photos because I feel like with fresh eyes you always see different moments totally, of the day totally. yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. and how long do you debate yourself like convincing okay this is a good photo but I'm not seeing it it depends on what it's for because um, if it's if I have 
uh, if I can like um, put more photos in the um, like as an end result, then I'm not that strict. Um, but if you have to limit yourself to like five photos, it really takes days for me to get to a final selection. If you have a lot of similar ones, I sure, just sure. feel like the process of um, I learned it from a photographer. I saw it on Instagram. She does it like she has um, all the photos then mm -hmm. she gives five stars to like the okay ones then four stars and so on until you same, just have same, like same. um or like the other way around and mm -hmm. then you have mm -hmm. only five star ones and i find that really hard like it's very <laughs> i mean it's good if you have so many good photos of one shoot that sure, it's sure, tricky sure. sometimes you mm. come out of a shoot and you're like okay that's Especially the when, five ones <laughs> when shooting fashion it's like a lot of different poses a mm -hmm. lot of different models so you always end up with how many images for yeah. one shoot so how much um, is normal when you shoot? So for an editorial, I think around the max I did was 24. Um, and then if you plan around seven looks, I guess like three photos per look mm -hmm. or something. Okay. Um, and then you always have to see, because I look from the portrait perspective, uh -huh. I prefer taking portrait shots. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. then the stylist comes around and is like, okay, what about my full body shots? <laughs> like, we want to see the clothes. That's where we did this. <laughs> and then, of course, the makeup artist needs like the really nice beauty shots where mm -hmm. you can see the makeup. So I always try to make sure if it's um, an editorial to have mm -hmm. all three components in it and not just... 20 nice portrait shots <laughs> that i would like to have um, yeah, because yeah. this was one question which i had uh to ask you like uh what how do you see or how would you describe a difference between a standard portrait shot and a fashion shoot mm -hmm. because of course that uh the clothes play a major role um in the fashion shoot and portrait yes and no so like do you always have to remind yourself when you're shooting or it's is it coming naturally Mm, I feel like the fashion shoot is different in the um, before the shoot because it takes a lot more planning for me to um, <coughs> set it up and come up with the concepts mm -hmm. because like you said it's about the clothes so you sure. have to come up with a story to make the clothes look good yeah, yeah, and then yeah. if you take portraits I don't know I feel like people are interesting in themselves you don't need anything mm -hmm. around them to make them look good because sure, sure. There's um, more emotional work on the day of the shoot. And then I think, yeah, for fashion, you have to have a great concept and a story mm -hmm. around it to make it appealing and, um, yeah, make it stand out. Mm -hmm. Which aperture do you use when you shoot yeah. like fashion? Because, for example, when I shoot portraits, I often go for a lower aperture. Mm -hmm. But I think for fashion, you need a higher one so that the clothes are still sharp. Or what are your settings when you, when you shoot fashion? I don't really have set settings mm -hmm. for that. I... I um, I started out always doing a wide aperture because I was mm -hmm. like I have this lens it can do like I don't know 1.4 I'm gonna Next do question it. Question is what lens? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I started with the uh, Sigma Art lens mm -hmm. 80 millimeters I think that's 1.4. Mm -hmm. um, but that I feel because I move around a lot when I do full body shots and it's a really narrow focus. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So I tend to have a wider, narrower, a bigger aperture mm -hmm. um, just to make sure that I have the face and mm -hmm. everything in mm -hmm. focus. But it really depends on the shoot, on the background, if it's a nice background that I want in sure. focus and mm -hmm. want to have more of like the surroundings. Um, varies from base to You like, shoot with thing one thing. lens, everything? Uh, no, I shoot, I have, um, so on my digital camera, which is a Sony, I have uh -huh. the um, 80 millimeters and a 35 uh -huh. that Perfect, I yeah. 
seldomly use because mm. I really like the very compressed, very close look yeah, of the yeah, 80 yeah. millimeters. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit off-putting when you um, have to walk like 300 meters away to <laughs> do a full body shot. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but just like the portraits are amazing. So for mm -hmm. that, I usually aim for that. And then, um, I don't know if I told you that before, I picked up a Mamiya. Oh, no, I told him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for that one, I have a 110 millimeter mm -hmm. lens, like the classic mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. um, and a 75 millilit millimeter one, which is also very big. So I haven't yeah. used it that much, but I think it's also a quite cool um, focal length. Yeah, but... Mostly 80 and then 110 on mm -hmm. the, on yeah, the um, medium form. I can imagine it's nice because of the compression, people will look thinner. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a perfect. I also shoot like between 70 and 100 when I go mm -hmm. for portraits because last time I shoot 50 and I was like, people being like really. Yeah, we really warped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done that. Mm -hmm. um, you also told that you uh, don't use Instagram that much. Where do you share your work then? On mm -hmm. your website or on, on TikTok? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I actually forbade myself to download the app because I know it would. I would probably get super addicted and mm. no, not not doing Something's that. Something's wrong with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, no. I do share it on Instagram, not as frequently as I probably should, mm -hmm. but I still use it. I just take it in small doses because I feel like it is very beneficial. Yeah. I have met a ton of cool people to work with through it. Yeah, yeah. And um, like you did it when you prepared yourself, the first thing is you check Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, these days, uh, you, yes, totally. Yes, totally yes, yeah. Yeah. So I see the importance. I just try to save my mental health and not <laughs> like do it too much um sure. yeah and then additionally i have a website um which i try to update as much as possible as mm -hmm. well yeah mm -hmm. great and for projects like do you start working with mood boards or how do you approach a project or do you get like a, a fixed campaign and they tell you what you know what you gotta shoot or um usually either we do a mood board together mm -hmm. um but i always always do a mood board because i feel like even if you just shoot with one other person it's super important for yourself to mm -hmm. get in the mindset and to know what you want to do at the end of the mm -hmm. day and then if you work with more people to have everyone on set just sure. on one yeah, page yeah, um, and yes. start mm -hmm. up at the same point and then for fashion photography i also I would also include, um, so I would make more, one slide that's just like the basic mood of the shoot, yeah. like the lighting, how like I kind of envision it. Then mm -hmm. I would make um, another page that is just hair and makeup. Um, so the makeup artist knows in which direction we're going because I had makeup artists tell me like, yeah. And then the photographer said like, uh, sure, let's do an editorial makeup. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, what's that? Like, is there like bright red eyeshadow or is it super glossy or because mm -hmm. um, everyone always has a different definition of sure, things sure, in their head sure. um and then i would also include one sheet for the stylist which we then like as we progress the stylist and i um adapt and yeah. then at the end just put like the actual clothes in it and recently i started adding another one just for me with poses mm -hmm. um that i think would be good to have in mind okay, for the day okay um do you also add locations uh yes if i yeah. if i yeah as soon as i have the locations i added 
And then um, if I really want to get into like the nitty gritty, I and if I have a location that has a lot of like props, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I did an editorial shoot last year on a farm and there were like a ton of awesome props, just like old letters and like old sure. farm equipment. Um, and then we went there before we took photos and then put like each... Um, each of them in the mood board with a pose and an outfit just to make sure that we like get everything right on the day um but still i feel like it's important to have it but it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be like the ultimate sure sure um giving you a thing. guideline yeah, on exactly. what you have to do on the shoot exactly yeah. yeah and how many pictures do you take on a shoot ideally um like well that <laughs> depends on what i'm shooting because when i shoot digital i just did one uh yesterday and came back home was like shit that's why i don't shoot digital because <laughs> i came back with like 1500 photos i think yeah, and the selection going, is amazing right <laughs> <laughs> so annoying um and with uh, analog of course you're like every film is precious yeah. and expensive mm. uh, so there like it depends on what kind of shoot it is but i would bring probably from 15 to 20 rolls mm -hmm. max and mm -hmm. if it's only test shoot i would bring five and then end up with i don't know 50 photos okay and because you put so much more intention into every photo sure, you sure, also sure. have the same output like it's really not necessary to shoot 2000 sure. photos <laughs> <laughs> no i ask this because like mm -hmm. you sh normally shoot with uh mostly with natural light right mm -hmm. like from what i have seen in your instagram is there a reason like uh, because normally people uh for fashion industry if correct me if i'm wrong that uh they shoot in a control environment mm -hmm. inside a studio with strobe lights and mm -hmm. so on uh is there a different or is it your personal taste to use natural light mm, no no <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think i started out with natural light because it's free mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it's everywhere and yeah. it's just available to everyone um and then i did like one shoot at a studio it went mm -hmm. horrible i didn't <laughs> do the settings right and was got really scared i think yeah. uh, many people have that because it's kind of intimidating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and now i started to get more into it um and trying to kind of figure out how to make studio light look like daylight mm -hmm. um but always I always see myself going back to it. And also I just love shooting outside in nature. I think it's always like such a cool backdrop. Um, and then well, at one point I was talking to a photographer. He's like super experienced. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about lighting setups and he said he could help me like figure out what kind of light was used in different situations. Mm -hmm. um, and I showed him photos on Instagram and was like, so how did they do that one? And how did they do that one? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, that's all natural light that's all daylight studios <laughs> like oh okay that's the expensive one <laughs> because with the strobe light if you are taking 1500 pictures either you stop mm -hmm. or the model stop but for this like uh, i know one page in on instagram which is called i think thousand uh, iso 200 magazine or something mm -hmm. so they share the the picture and then the next would be uh how the light set, lighting setup was yeah. what are the oh, settings cool. for uh mm. for using the strobe light so it, it's it's a very cool uh, page to follow mm -hmm. in order to mm -hmm. get more motivation uh, also on, on pinterest there are many uh, like 50 different light setups and then you see how the shades are mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. so on pinterest there's also a lot i worked one year in a photo studio and had a lot to do with the artificial light and stuff mm -hmm. and there it was mostly checking pinterest and then seeing like because you can really see there's the model there's one light there's another light mm -hmm. there's and then you see the settings from all of the lights mm -hmm. so this, this really helped a lot 
That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I know, like, you zoom in and you like people tell you you have to zoom in into the eyes then yeah, you, you can, can see, see the it. Eye exactly and you're where like, it's coming from yeah. yeah i don't know i see like a tiny dog <laughs> <laughs> i yeah <laughs> so um, so you had like a mentor or who helped you there um, with seeing all of it what do you think about mentorship i would love a mentor actually because mm. i feel like um if you haven't studied photography or mm. don't come from like a, an yeah, educational background, background yeah. mm -hmm. it's really hard to find peer photographers um and none of my friends are into photography so for mm -hmm. one it's it's just there's no one to talk like i don't know not even gear or ideas, to just yeah. walk around with and take mm -hmm. photos um and then if you have someone who's even better than you that's mm -hmm. like the best thing you yeah. can have to have someone totally, where you can totally. ask those questions and um yeah to your question it was just like a one-time mm. thing where i got referred to him and mm. uh, kind of Yeah, got the luxury of um, <laughs> getting to ask him questions for one day. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think mentorship is perfect. Um, And you did yeah. learn everything by yourself? Mm -hmm. or, yeah, cool. cool. When yeah. did you start with? 10 years ago or um, I thought I, you mentioned it but I, I asked just ask again <laughs> like 15 years ago <laughs> okay okay that's nice that's no nice. I think I don't know I've always been photographing kind of and then OG photographer before Instagram <laughs> yeah. before Instagram like doing the first photo shows with yeah. my best friend when we were like mm. 12 I think with my mom's yeah. digi um, <laughs> and then really got into it I think like Five years ago, mm -hmm. that's when I got like proper equipment and mm -hmm. like paved the road to um, actually mm. go freelance at some point. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How long have you guys been shooting? Mm, I started just four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, also as a hobby during, mm -hmm. during travel, I bought my first camera and totally fell in love with it. And professional, I'm doing it mm -hmm. now for two years. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, for me, same, almost three three to four years ago, mm -hmm. started uh, really getting into photography. Before that, I always had a camera, a basic uh, DSLR camera, mm -hmm. uh, carried with me everywhere I traveled. Mm -hmm. But I was, I had no sense of taking a good picture or composition <laughs> or <laughs> settings, nothing. It was just for taking a good picture for uh, the, the master of social media at the time, uh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> good old Facebook. <laughs> No, actually, uh, it was even before Orkut. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was just to share with my yeah. friends where I am traveling and then take a couple of pictures to mm -hmm. share with my family and so on. And after coming back, coming here to Berlin, I was fortunate enough to live with um, a photographer who has worked with uh, National Geography and so oh, on. Oh, sweet. So, so you had a mentor. Yeah. Uh, actually, kind, kind of. of not like you know, when he's shooting, he's in his zone and uh, okay. he was a bird photographer. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he was a 62-year-old. Old photographer <laughs> and uh, photographer, he, that's yeah, awesome. exactly carrying his Canon uh, uh, 1D Mark II mm -hmm. uh, along with the 500 uh, millim uh, like 500 m uh, prime lens. Which is mm. like exactly it used to be like <laughs> super huge. But I look at him like uh, like if I'm Basica. at your age, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at your age, like I, I I don't know if I will be doing the same. But uh, I have total respect for the guy. Yeah, he used to cool. carry that, uh, and we used to go for a walk. And that mm -hmm. time I had my super basic DSLR. Mm -hmm. So he used to say like, oh, yeah, about 100 meters away there is a kingfisher sitting. I'm like. <laughs> 
Never Where mind. Where the hell do you see it? <laughs> <laughs> and because okay. of him, I invested on a uh, on a professional uh-huh. camera and then started uh, learning photography. Uh, mm-hmm. I think when shooting birds, you have to be silent. Exactly. Or there's exactly. not not much with conversation yeah. and stuff. Yeah. No, um, it, it is like if you have an experienced bird photographer, it's amazing to w- take a walk in a park mm-hmm. because every single every small sound they hear, they would be like, okay, that's this bird, and then they start looking at the tree because certain birds t- uh, stay only on certain type of trees and mm-hmm. not in everything. Mm-hmm. So they will look locate the tree first and then the bird mm. and uh, he used to have like uh, yeah he has made so many books and he has been doing photography for uh, centuries now he's not yeah, into yeah. any social media mm-hmm. <laughs> i think bird photography is a really high level differently yeah. you gotta be super fast you gotta mm-hmm. know everything yeah. about the animals exactly. and those birds are how to focus them you know yeah. when yeah, they yeah. are flying uh, yeah. i think it's i think it's hard that's super <laughs> yeah. cool How do you stay creative when you because yeah. a lot of people they they get inspired on social media mm-hmm. or get inspired I don't know uh mostly by social media I guess <laughs> so where where did you get your inspiration from Um <laughs> Uh, sometimes also from social media. I mean, also mm. if I do my mood boards, I will have a look in my saved Instagram mm-hmm. folder. Um and then I try to do new things mm-hmm. uh often. So recently uh, I started to do figure drawing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not much of a drawing person and <laughs> uh, not not good at it at all. Uh, I just was, I was just curious to see like how it goes and yeah, yeah. um I did only two sessions unfortunately and it was super fun super interesting and then um after that I watched uh, I think it was on Skillshare just a fine art photographer mm-hmm. talking about his process how he does mood boards and he um always does like a real like folder like mm-hmm. that you can touch yeah, yeah, um yeah. like analog and um <laughs> he adds in like magazine stuff and then he said like yeah and he always adds fi- his figure drawings mm-hmm. with specific poses mm-hmm. um because he always like has kind of in mind for his one like prime fine yeah, art shot yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and what's what it's supposed to look like um and that was really eye opening for me being like ah cool like that's a good mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. to like think about that you're actually building up um a library of yeah, poses yeah. that doesn't need to come from Instagram where someone already created the photo but you just have like the raw sure. anatomy kind of mm-hmm. um so that was a thing for me to stay mm-hmm. creative and just getting into different art forms even though a big learning this year for me was you don't have to be good at it mm-hmm. um to do it <laughs> if it's just yeah. fun Um, yeah. I also wanted to uh, start going to a choir because I also can't sing that well, but I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> and I just think like stimulating your brain with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that's not necessarily photography related, but in general, a new input makes you totally, creative. Totally. Um, and then I can see the opposite happening if you are indoors a lot, editing a lot, um, and then you go for a walk for the first time, you really take it in. You're like, exactly, oh, yeah. okay, that's what my brain needed to like mm-hmm. put yeah. out new stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> awesome. Do you have something? I yeah. Have... Yeah, sure. Yeah? Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm told that you shoot uh, commercials <laughs> on 120 millimeter film. Did I get this right or no? Not no. yet. Okay, not yet. So, what do you shoot on a 120 millimeter, and how how do you approach taking a photo there? Because it's uh, completely different than mm-hmm. 35 millimeter or digital. Mm-hmm. So, what's the process? Do you use a light meter, or how are you doing it? Uh, I use a light meter. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me some time to figure it out, mm-hmm. and also. Uh, I feel like like there's a ton of educational stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. but 
it also not everyone on YouTube knows what they are talking about. Yes. So it took me kind of a long time to figure out the right way to do it. Uh -huh. um, so I have a light meter. Um, that's like the main thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then do you mean like while... I'm shooting. Yeah, because you, you got like 10 shots on a row, or how yeah, much exactly. there or something. So it's even harder than 35 mm -hmm. millimeter and mm -hmm. even more expensive. So you got to focus way more on the photo or, yeah, or how yeah, is it working? Sure. Because I want to try it myself. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me your knowledge. Um, <laughs> so it's different to digital, I think, in two ways, because it's also because of the camera, because it's so heavy. I have it on a tripod because mm. I figured if I do it handheld, I just screw up every second <laughs> focus it just doesn't work that well mm -hmm. so it's uh, a lot slower and mm -hmm. i'm usually like used to moving around a lot so mm -hmm. i set it up and it take a lot longer to set up the first shot which mm -hmm. at first like freaked me out because i feel like you're the one person who's kind of leading through yeah, the yeah, shoot yeah. so everyone is waiting for you <laughs> and um, why is it taking so long and now she has to change the film and I don't think anyone actually is bothering it's just in my head yeah, so yeah, I try yeah, yeah. to be a bit more yeah just like calm about it and take mm. more time and then setting up each shot takes longer mm -hmm. um I'm getting more uh, greedy with my film. I think the first shoots <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, let's do another roll and another one. Right. And now I'm really like, no, okay, I <laughs> don't want to take this photo, even though it took you five minutes to reach mm -hmm. the pose. Mm -hmm. It's not what I was looking for. So we're not, we're not doing it right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, I think you have to focus a lot more and the model mm -hmm. um, or the subject has to focus a ton more, mm -hmm. which I really like because you work together much, much closer because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, I usually do like a short countdown just for them to know when, when, when I will press, press the shutter. The shutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you really feel like you're locked in um, and there's nothing happening around. Uh, so I really like that about it. Just I like think this is really the master league of shooting, yeah. in mm -hmm. my opinion, yeah. because there's no room for error at all. Mm -hmm. And also, like when often when I shoot a portrait's digital, it's like you let the model just move and take a bunch of mm -hmm. pictures and then like, okay, this looked most natural and that's it. Yeah. But when you shoot like this, the model has to be super confident in one pose yeah, exactly. and that one shot has to be perfect. So no eye blinking, yeah. nothing like this. So it's so a huge respect for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then if it, like, if it turns out well, and I think um, because you're so focused, I actually never had a single shot where they had their eyes closed because mm -hmm. you don't leave room for that. Everyone is really mm -hmm. just yeah. on point focus. And I also... Um, I think it's super, um, uh, it, it breaks the concentration if a model constantly looks at the photos. I think it, it can be good if everyone knows what's happening, but mm -hmm. I feel like it will always make them a bit more self-conscious because yeah, yeah, they saw sure. yeah, how yeah. they look and they're like, ah, oh, wait, I have to change this a bit or that yeah. a bit. And the amount of trust they have to give you in the moment where they don't know what you're doing um, mm. is really, uh, I really like that. Mm. Um, but then when you're driving home with your bag full of film, you're like, oh, oh hopefully dang. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't mess it up. <laughs> um, did you convince yourself to get a light meter now? Uh, not so far, but yeah. I'm already looking for it. But right now I spent like so much money on the 35 millimeter film. I have now three different cameras, a lot of films, <laughs> a lot of uh, developed films and stuff. So mm -hmm. I also slowed myself a little bit down. But when I go for the 120 millimeter, I have to get one. But what, what costs a good light meter? I heard six, seven hundred, eight hundred. 
Mine or... came with the camera, mm -hmm. but I actually, um, I forgot the exact word, but there are some where you can look a directional mm -hmm. light meter that you can point at what you want to shoot, mm -hmm. which makes a lot more sense in a lot of situations where you can't go directly next to your model and hold mm -hmm. it um, to their face. And those mm -hmm. are quite expensive, mm -hmm. but I think makes a lot of sense because mm -hmm. at the end, it's your only guide on <laughs> yeah, the day. If your light meter yeah, doesn't sure, work, sure. Yeah. you Did you ever use a light meter app or something like this? Um, yes, I mm -hmm. did. When I uh, started shooting analog, like a couple of years ago, I had an old camera and when the internal light meter broke, I just tried What's to What's your opinion on the apps? Is it accurate? Or? I think it works fine. Yeah. Like it's. Maybe I just get the app for two bucks, you know? I mean, for a beginning, yes. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it can I help agree. you a little bit, but as yeah. always, like same as other sensors here and, and really the, the performance of a smartphone app compared to a real product, which yeah, I think, dedicated, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the beginning, I think it's, it's good to try, right? I work at the app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think at the beginning, it's totally, totally mm, fine. Yeah. And then you can decide, add your yeah. stuff. Have you tried developing your 35 film uh, uh, by not yourself? Not myself, no. I have a collaboration with a studio. They mm -hmm. do it quite cheap for me. So mm -hmm. I hadn't, wasn't in a rush to do it myself, but I would love to do it once. But so far, uh, this is eating up so much money. <laughs> and then I have to buy a scanner and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like way more investment. So maybe after Christmas, I hope my parents are... <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> maybe after Christmas. But for this year, I already spent more money on film than yeah. I ever thought. But I love it. And me too. It, it teaches me a lot because before I was also in digital, like shooting like crazy. But thanks to analog, even now when I shoot digital, I take are way less pictures mm -hmm. and I focus way more on what I'm shooting and also I move faster to the to the next frame mm -hmm. because normally I was really like moving around a lot and trying everything and now I think about it take a couple shots and then yeah. next one and I think this teached me analog photography mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the money I spent there is hopefully well invested mm -hmm. and yeah but it, it's expensive it is expensive <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and it goes really fast I had like 300 bucks in my, I uh, uh, got a own wallet only for film, mm -hmm. where I put in 300 bucks and this is now my budget for film. This will last forever. Mm -hmm. Three and a half weeks, it was gone. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. A, has a price tag. Yeah. But that's actually, I feel like um, with developing it yourself, that mm -hmm. is an initial uh, cost, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then it makes it so much cheaper because... Yeah, on the, the long run, right? Yeah, yeah, so much because this whole year I've been... Um, giving my film to a lab mm -hmm. and then the scanning is just crazy they give you like 10 megabyte tiny files for so much money yeah. um, it just really eats up all your budget to do yeah. more shoots or whatever you want to do with it um, and then I invested in like one setup to do mm. the developing and the scanning at home mm -hmm. which was of course expensive but now I just do it and it's really fun it's, <laughs> it's really really fun uh, developing it do you have like a dark room or, or uh, how, how do no, you do it no I bought one of uh, those it's just like those uh, it's around box um, where you mm -hmm. put the film on like two spools mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. go in there and then um, to do it is like a portable dark room mm -hmm. have you seen that where you put your arms inside I, I it's like I a it. yeah, big yeah, yeah. black bag and you yeah. put everything in there then you have to 
um, wind up the film in the dark, uh -huh. um, just sitting in front of this bag with your Sounds arms in so it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, that part is a bit annoying, but if you get the hang of it, then no, it's seriously. <laughs> okay, that's not the best part. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you use the developer tank and put mm -hmm. the chemicals in, mm -hmm. and then when you do it for the first time and you get out the negatives, you're like, I didn't mess it up. Like yeah. there's actual <laughs> photos on here yeah, and yeah. I did that. It's fun to do the whole process. Yeah, I, think. So yeah cool. I think it's amazing when you really like open the film yourself and get yeah, the stuff yeah. out and you'll now you do everything from the beginning to the end yourself. I think it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when you develop them yourself, can you also like um, change the style of the, of the uh, photo a little bit? Because I saw there are like different chemicals and then you can like add a preset afterwards. Do you do mm -hmm. something like this as well or just... I think I've developed around like 30 rolls by now, uh -huh. maybe a bit more. And most of them were color. And I mm -hmm. felt like color was quite straightforward with what mm -hmm. you can do in like this at home setup. Mm -hmm. And then I tried black and white and thought that would be easier and really messed that up because I didn't <laughs> I didn't do the research and got the wrong, in my case, um, chemical, which mm -hmm. makes in combination with the film I used a lot more grain. Mm -hmm. So I got like insanely grainy photos mm -hmm. um, that I didn't expect to be like that because I had shot the film before and thought mm. it would look the way the lab developed it. Mm. Um, so I guess that's what you mean with like changing mm. the styles. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I haven't gotten to the point where I do it intentional. I just yeah. do what I always do and then it comes out and I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Or in that case, it didn't work. And I haven't developed black and white since then because yeah, uh, that was uh, kind scary of a bummer. Experience. <laughs> yeah, and you can't do anything about too much grain. It's just sure, if it's sure, in sure. the photo, it's in, it the, is photo. in the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll try that again with like <laughs> a few test films. What's your favorite uh, film? Or mm -hmm. Which film do you use the most when you shoot? So I started with the classic Portra 400. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> it is not my favorite film, I think. Yeah. I recently tried Portra 800, uh -huh. and I think I tend to underexpose my photos, which is why this is amazing for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, I feel like the colors and just the overall vibe is a bit more I love the grain from the 800 looking. a bit more. Yeah, than, it's... Yeah. It's just, I didn't expect it. I just brought it on a shoot because I thought the lighting might be uh, bad at one point mm. and I really loved all the photos. And then I really like um, Kodak Ekta mm -hmm. uh, because it has such nice blue tones. I think mm -hmm. that's also really cool. Also for portraits? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should try that because yeah. for now, often I heard it's more like for architecture or mm -hmm. for like landscapes but uh in the last podcast she also told us she yeah, used yeah. ektar 100 exactly for yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she also loved yeah, it so yeah. I, should, I should try that again because the extra is oh no it's also 12 bucks or what what's no price? it's cheaper it's cheaper yeah, yeah i think it's seven or eight i should get it's it. not that expensive <laughs> <laughs> the is right around like 14 bucks or 13 bucks uh the no the 800 is the most expensive i mm -hmm. think i picked that up last for like 13 12 something yeah, that's, that's and lot. the 400 yeah. Is that like nine? Oh, not anymore. Not oh, anymore. yeah, it just got more expensive, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I should have restocked it. <laughs> the hype is real. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, but the actor, I don't know. I think I was, uh, maybe it was lucky because for both shoots when I used it, the model either had like really nice blue eyes and mm -hmm. something blue in her shirt, and the other one was wearing like a purple bluish dress. Mm -hmm. And that two together with the skin, perfect contrast. It was really, really nice. It. Yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was uh, good. Do you also shoot cine still or never, never Have tried? never tried, but YouTube is telling me uh, yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> you did the 800 now. Yeah, the 800, yeah. like six or seven rolls, uh, and I love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. Even yeah. it's really good at low light because the, the lights get really intense and mm -hmm. also the, the color from the light really gets onto the model and you can play a lot with the lights. Mm -hmm. But also during the day, I, I really like it. But it's again 13 bucks one roll. Mm. Yeah. So it's getting again expensive over yeah. the time. So I was lucky I had a commercial shot on film. So they paid me six rolls. Oh, that's the and best. Then, yeah, and then I could use some for myself. Yeah. Please don't listen. <laughs> uh, they won't. They won't. We won't tell anyone. Yeah, maybe you should import it from uh, Hong Kong or somewhere. Yeah, but a friend of me lately got got some from ebay super cheap and then all of the film was somehow broke and they all mm, had like mm, a blue mm, layer mm. above it so it's always when you buy the film where do you buy your film in, in the internet or do you have a special store or what mm. do you look for when you buy a film actually either at the lab where i develop it because mm -hmm. i figured they have the actual best price mm -hmm. or on the internet and i just ordered at like a local shop in mm -hmm. berlin and then i got when i initially bought my camera the guy who sold it just sold like with it came like 15 boxes of expired <laughs> film and mm -hmm. um, where at first i was like cool like stuff to open up and see how the film looks inside mm -hmm. and now i figure they're actually still quite good and okay. so i yeah, use them occasionally as long as they are cooled or mm -hmm. not get cool much warm yeah, yeah then, then they still work longer yeah. yeah so i have i have a lot of that and i use it for not super important stuff where i'm mm -hmm. where it's okay if it's like kind of weirdly colored mm -hmm. um but yeah usually online I and think. which lab do you go in berlin some some promotion <laughs> um i went to so i tried a few uh pixel grain um mm -hmm. in mitte mm -hmm. safe light in wedding what okay <laughs> <laughs> and um the last one i think those two mainly those two yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but now yeah. i don't go there anymore so <laughs> uh, did you ever try chat photo uh -uh. At uh, Alexanderplatz, I can highly recommend them. They're mm -hmm. a bit more expensive, but a lot of, uh, how to say, also um, professional photographers who shoot commercials on film, they really rely on them because mm -hmm. um, they never lose anything. It's always perfectly developed and it works really good. But for a high quality scan, it's about 35 a roll. Mm. So it gets expensive. So, But when the client pays to shoot, then, yeah, I, then, I, think, yeah. then I think it's okay. Yeah, and it's good yeah. to just have an address where you can go when you know I 100%. need it perfectly done. Yes. It can't be me in my kitchen <laughs> just <laughs> sweating the entire time, being yeah. super scared to do anything wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's good to know. Yeah, Sweet, yeah. I checked that out. <laughs> awesome. So one thing which we normally ask uh, our guests, uh, which is uh, any advice for people who are starting now? Oh, that's a good question. Um Okay, let me think about something that doesn't sound like a Pinterest uh, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, so I think what stopped me the most is comparing myself to mm -hmm. other photographers. Very important one, yeah. Um, looking at work of other people where you only see their success mm -hmm. um, that they have built over years and years and years mm. and putting yourself down because of that. Yeah. Um, I think that's the number one thing to really focus on your own 
work um and i also i don't find it uh, inspirational when i'm editing to look for other people's work because i will always just feel that i can't reach that standard and i feel really great about my work if i don't compare it to Mm -hmm. anyone else's Mm. Um, i should try that (laughs) (laughs) very powerful yeah i always compare but but i also (laughs) think it like pushes me to the limit so Mm -hmm. when i compare myself to people who are better than myself and I, I think it's sometimes hard for myself, mm-hmm. but I also learn a lot because I somehow reached that level some when. Mm-hmm. And then it's just not about copying, but just about getting that perfection in the shot myself. Some when is then also satisfying. Mm-hmm. But when I, I don't know, lately I stopped it completely and it feels like a relief. Mm-hmm. When you, when you yeah, don't compare yeah, yourself yeah. to others, you just shoot, it's just posted and then you're out of the app. It, it's yeah. a super nice feeling. Yeah, so. you're not constantly judging uh, yeah, your skills yeah, yeah, and yeah. ability, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. And I think it works when you, I think aspiring is a good thing, like to have something where you're going. And I think that works much better, like if you have a photo book of mm-hmm. someone more iconic. I don't know. Yeah, I have like yeah. uh, Annie Leibovitz. And if I look at her, I won't feel bad about it because I know I can just admire what she does and yeah, go through her yeah. process. Mm. And I think if you disconnect it more from like every where you feel like it's everyday people doing much better than yourself mm-hmm, and go mm-hmm. to people that are way more established, then I think it's something different to totally, yeah. um, try to aim for that. Mm. Awesome. Agree. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more question, which is not from the end of the podcast, but where do you get your clients <laughs> from when you don't have yeah. social media? So is it like already mm-hmm. you have like a fixed network of clients which book you all the time mm-hmm. or where do people find you? Um, so I got a lot of clients from the jobs I did before because mm-hmm. I was working in an agency. So I knew a lot of brands mm-hmm. already. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was kind of easy to plug yourself being like, so I'm on the other side now. Um, Give me some jobs. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think... Uh, activating your own network then my network over friends who are like Mm -hmm. in agencies i feel like agencies are a good like distributor Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. work we we heard that a few times a lot of uh, really good photographers they told exactly the same Mm -hmm. so try to work in an agency for one or two years see Mm -hmm. how it works on Mm -hmm. that side build your network and then when you switch you will have it much easier yeah exactly and you understand kind of how it works the other perspective on the other side and also the pricing and stuff yeah. Pricing and True. what do they consider uh, yeah. in order to select a particular photograph? And also how to set up project. a contract and exactly. all the stuff, which is when you never did it. For me, in the beginning, it was a pain in the ass. How, how to price myself, how, yeah. what yeah. to yeah. put in the contract. I was lucky to have a, like, a mentor who really mm-hmm. helped me a lot, who is also 10, 15 years in the field. Mm-hmm. But before, I was just super scared. I had no idea how much is it worth, how much will they pay me, is it overpriced yeah. or not. So I think uh, what you told is a really nice tip. Yeah. And it's also weirdly stuff you can't Google. I feel yeah. like no, if yeah. you Google stuff like that, it's just like three weird blogs that yeah. like really do yeah. Zeo yeah. well, but you don't get good information. Yeah. Or you end up in a sales page. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people asking you money like, okay, so we will teach you everything. Yeah. Uh, buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think with Instagram, I really see potential um, to get clients there. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I have just found team members there, and that mm-hmm. was already mm-hmm. great. Good so, enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, 90% of my jobs come through Instagram. Uh-huh. 
So it's a oh, really, really shit. strong showcase. <laughs> so maybe you should give it one more try. <laughs> no, it is a lot of uh, time to be invested in, yeah. uh, for sure. Like yeah. the same way as cold emailing people or, or calling them or, right, or uh, asking for meetings and so on. Mm. Now, since this is handy, uh, mm. maybe the time you like we kind of can scale the same process mm -hmm. but it can still like we see it works both the ways right yeah, yeah it works both the ways yeah. definitely definitely i try now to get a bit off social yeah, and also yeah, try yeah. to get my work somewhere else and try to find clients in another way because mm -hmm. as you're told spending too much time in the app is not recommended mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah for my own well-being i feel better when i don't spend that much time on the app i also turned off all notifications four weeks ago mm -hmm. and this was i feel like a new man now so <laughs> it's crazy yeah, good job no but uh, actually like uh, I, I particularly spend 30 minutes max on oh, the app. Yeah, I still uh, spend do it for there. like four five months or mm. something now that's and it's, really good and uh, yeah it works really well yeah, because when you are when I'm creating, then I don't actually go check what mm -hmm. I need to create, and, or mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, change my creativity direction. Mm -hmm. And also when I'm editing, kind of I'll, I'll leave it to myself, and the next day I can anyway check. And uh, if it is for a real project, then I spend already enough time to mm -hmm. do this process beforehand. But if mm -hmm. it's for myself, uh, I see it as a process to develop myself, like mm -hmm. to to see what I got, and then. Uh, take mm. it from there, but uh, 30 minutes per day yeah. on Instagram. Uh, well, that's that's really it's it's helpful. You. I still have the stump habit <laughs> of like, nee, nee, nee. <laughs> but it's getting less and less. Yeah, and yeah, now, yeah. when I want it, not when the phone is vibrating, but 30 minutes a day would be. Would be I, nice. I, I, I have all the notifications on, but still, I only spend like 30 oh, minutes no, a day. I'm You're too weak, bro. I'm very, too weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought about something else. Um, when you're uh, how you could try to get clients in the fashion business mm -hmm, because that's yeah. also a thing that I did um that I asked brands um that I really liked where mm -hmm. I was like hey they have a cool style I like the clothes if I could borrow some to do a test shoot yeah. um and kind of do the first step of course you in that in that moment you do work for free yeah, and yeah, kind mm -hmm. of do like the first um little step, welcome yeah, yeah. Uh, step towards them and um, then I had clients coming back being mm -hmm. like, we really like what you did there. Um, can you shoot like a bigger campaign for us? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Can we work together in the future? So I think um, cool you shouldn't be afraid yeah. in the beginning yeah, yeah, to yeah. do a, li a little, like don't sell yourself under value, but do a little bit for them because they don't know totally, you. Totally, they don't know totally, yeah. what your work is. So show them what you... Why um, they should hire you yeah, for exactly. a process. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, totally. And, and when you, do you have like model friends who help you there or did you hire a model for the for free shoot or did you how did you shoot it for free mm, the most stuff i did with new faces mm -hmm. from agencies mm -hmm. that are usually mm -hmm. willing to do that and mm -hmm. um, that was also i think one of the biggest steps to advancing my portfolio was reaching out to agencies and mm -hmm. getting like semi-professional models yeah, that are on their way but still like they chose them to be models one day mm -hmm. so um that works and that really helped with like diversifying the portfolio and yeah. not having friends totally, um, totally. Uh, in there um yeah but <laughs> well, uh will they be like tfp shoots or mm -hmm. yeah. yeah mostly okay. so um, they can use the picture afterwards as well yeah okay. yeah everyone can yeah. um and i just started a new 
a cooperation with a retoucher uh-huh. um, who will retouch the photo. Yeah, which is the goal of every portrait photographer, yes. right? <laughs> I'm so happy about it. Um, yeah, and of course, I really hope that we can build a relationship so mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. the last two shoots, we're now working on a test shoots. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, when I have the next client project and there's enough budget, I will get her again um, yeah. to do the retouching if we work That's well awesome, together. Yeah. yeah, because this is the one which takes most of the time. Yeah. Right, and then and it's the most the annoying part of it. Zoom in, clear, zoom in. It's so always doing the same, but you have to be super focused because yeah, yeah, one yeah. mistake and it looks unreal. Exactly, so it's yeah. boring, but you need your full concentration. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or you run by the eye or something. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really bad. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Or you just make the skin too soft or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, you really yeah. have to be yeah. super focused by mm-hmm. retouching. Not my favorite part. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I did it today, actually, and I feel like it strains the eyes so yeah, much. I feel yeah. like if I do it my entire life, I will go blind at one point. It's just <laughs> yeah. very, very hard for the you eyes. You really have to focus totally, on totally. every detail yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. uh, for hours mostly. And mm-hmm. yeah. Congrats yeah. to your retoucher. <laughs> <laughs> super He will stoked. save you the glasses for the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes, super good. Awesome. So, yeah, like uh, we are coming almost to the end of the mm-hmm. podcast. And where can people find your work? Instagram, website or? Um, I have an Instagram. Shall I say the? We will uh, add all the perfect, details in the description box below. Yeah. <laughs> people won't be then able to spell it. Now you have to say it maybe. <laughs> no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have an Instagram. I have a mm-hmm. website. Linked on your Instagram. Um, linked on my Instagram. And linked below this podcast. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and I have an email address. <laughs> no, but mostly yeah, the website yeah, and yeah. Um, the Instagram. That's, awesome, awesome, that's awesome. Where I'm at. Yeah, people uh, who would like to check Leah's work, please uh, go to her Instagram and her website. Say hi the, uh, that you came from. Be easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like her, her work, follow and. Uh, yeah, contact her if you if some of uh, your project's interest or goes in the same direction as Leah's work. And Leah, thank you so much for joining us today in the Be Easy podcast. Thanks so much for having me. That was super fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, guys. And we will meet you again with another awesome guest signing off from Jack and... What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>